If they don't see something in you, if they don't notice something about you, you're just another religious person in their book. Have you ever had somebody say to you, well, you strike me as being a very religious person? You ever have somebody say that to you? You are a very religious person. I am not religious. God, deliver me from religion. I am a believer. I am a disciple. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. If you have perceived me as being religious, then you have missed it. Let me enlighten you. I am the way I am because of my Savior, Jesus Christ. I am following him. People should be able to look at us and see Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. We should be becoming more like him every day in every way. We should be maturing in Christ. Eventually, the goal is for you to disappear. That's the goal. For people to see so much Jesus in you that they don't even see you. Oh, but we preachers have a problem with that. We want people to know our name. I heard the story about the evangelist had preached a revival. After the revival was over, he walking out through the parking lot to his car and a little boy ran up to him. And I've told you this story before, but you bear, you, you can hear it again. A little boy ran up to him and tugged on his coattail and said, preacher, preacher. And he stopped and he turned around and the little boy said to him, said, and you said that we get saved, we received Jesus into our heart. Jesus comes into our heart. And the evangelist said, that's right, that's right. That's what I said, that's the truth. He said, Jesus is, is a man, right? A big man, right? He said, yeah, that's right. He said, I, I'm just a little guy. He said, if I got Jesus inside of me, wouldn't he stick out all over? And the evangelist said, I think you got it. That's what's supposed to happen. Jesus is supposed to stick out all over us to the point where they don't even see us anymore. Have you had somebody say to you, what is that? You're different. You should just go, praise God. It's working. <laughs> Hallelujah. Paul goes on and he says to these Athenians, he says to them, after Paul had told them that they don't know what they're worshiping, I, I want to show you something, a world-class Savior. I want to show you your Savior in the next few scriptures, and then I'm going to close. I say that for people who are thinking about leaving. <laughs> I figure if I hold out hope, I'll keep them a little while longer. 1 Kings 8, 27. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Now let me give you the background on this. Anybody know this context? Anybody at all? Anybody know this context? Raise your hand. I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you to preach. Anybody know this context? Anybody? You do. All right, good. Here it is. David died. Solomon succeeded him. David couldn't build the temple, but he gathered all the material for it. Can you do that? Can you be just the one who supplies the means whereby the work is, is prospered? Without getting credit, David got no credit. He just gathered the, the finances and turned it over to Solomon. Solomon built it. And when he had built it, this is what Solomon said. I now understand that that temple was one of the seven wonders of the world. I mean, it was, uh, this was no shabby place, man. That temple was awesome. Solomon's temple was unequaled since. It was awesome. But God Will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house which I have built. Solomon said, as glorious as this building is, as wonderful as it is to promote our Judaism, our religion of Judaism, as awesome as it is, I'm telling you that it is not our God. 
It can't contain him. It don't do him justice. This is a big God. This is a world-class Savior. Solomon had it right. You see, the Jews were supposed to be a light to the world. The reason God set them apart and made them a special people is they were to be as evangelists to the world. They were to spread the good news and they got off track and they thought it was about Judaism and they tried to make everybody a Jew. That wasn't the intent. It's just like some of you out there are trying to make everybody a Baptist or a Methodist or a Presbyterian or an Assembly of God or a Church of God. That's not the point. So I said, how did we get all these denominations anyway? Well, I've studied my Bible pretty closely, as I'm sure you have, and I don't find any reference in there to First Assembly of God or First Baptist or First United Methodist or First Presbyterian or Second, Third, Fourth, Fifth, or Sixth, or Seventh, or Tenth. It's not in there. So where'd it come from? Say it. There you are. Man built the walls. 